This episode of What's Who's Him Radio is brought to you, as always, by What'sWho'sHim.com, where the banner on our cover page remains blue for the month of July in solidarity with the people of Sudan. Um, if you're not aware, I have no clue why you've been seeing folks with blue profile pictures on their social media this month or actually the last few months. Um, there's a fairly large humanitarian crisis going on over there at the moment. I don't want to dive too much further into it because I don't make this ad read way too long, particularly for an episode that's not particularly long, but... Um, Read up on it when you can. Type in the hashtag Blue for Sudan on any of your social mediums, Instagram, Twitter, probably Facebook, too. I'm not on Facebook that much, but I'm sure there's information on it there, too. And there'll be more than enough stuff for you to read up on and get caught up. So help out any, help out any way you can, even if it is just a small show, so small show of solidarity on your social media pages and peruse the website, obviously. Uh, I'm going to leave my writing alone. I keep saying I'm all right, and it'll happen, but um, I'm looking jankier and jankier with each promise, so uh, hopefully if I just like don't mention it, it'll take some of the pressure off, and my fingers will start working again. So, But there's mad other new content, obviously, the podcast, the photography. Um, yeah, so between all that, y'all should be smoothie. Just check it all out. Whatswhosim.com. Check it out when you can. Whatswhosim.com. One more time. Whatswhosim.com. Uh, we are also brought to you by Kindred Media and Entertainment's second annual Kindred Music and Culture Festival going down at Detroit's Roosevelt Park on Saturday, August 10th. Shout out to Miss Leah Hill, who you'll hear in a few seconds. Um, by all accounts, last year's was a massive success, and the second installment looks to be bigger and better and badder. Shout out to South Park. Um, this year's lineup includes Super Cool Wicked, Chan Like Jackie, Lana LaDonna, Mona Lee, Super Kane, and friend of the project, and my homie Willie Mac Jr. Um, I think early bird tickets just sold out, like just, just. But there are still general admission tickets available, so um, go grab those before they go, too. Uh, volunteers and vendors are also wanted, so go on the Kindred website to express your interest. Um, tickets and volunteers and vendors. Go on kindredfestival.com, www.kindredfestival.com. Uh, if you're in the Detroit metro area, man, don't play yourself. Support young black entrepreneurship first and foremost, but also I know maybe like 40% of the lineup and I've heard like 85% of the lineup is super stacked. The experience is worth your time and your doubloons. 10 out of 10 will highly recommend. Get your tickets now, man. KendrickFestival.com. One more time, KendrickFestival.com. Okay, so cool. Like I mentioned, Miss Leah Hill's on today's episode. Uh, we recorded last week in advance of the second annual Kendrick Fest. And we talked for maybe like 25 minutes on how last year's went, um, how that prepared her for this year's, and some current events in the city, how they affected the Kendrick uh, lineup and um, her goals for Kendrick moving forward. I know last week's with Kier was like fairly long, so I did want to keep this one short and sweet and to the point, especially considering that part four is coming up and we recorded a lot. So that was probably going to be kind of long too, just a heads up, but uh, that's on deck for the end of the week. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed me and Miss Leah Hill's conversation coming up next. But first, of course, my brother, uh, Willie Mac Jones. Yeah, I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, and I never asked for my heart back. You All right, y'all, uh, Leah's back, Liz Leah Hill, how are you? I am well, how are you? I'm great. You are like, you becoming a, not like becoming, but this is your third time on the show. It's like... You are oh all-star yeah, on what's I've been here. This I've been here. I've been holding it down. You know, and you you were like my last episode, I think, before I moved back to DC. Oh, me and uh, Mila. Yeah, you and Jamila. Yeah. Um, that was a good episode. Over, y'all took my shit over. We did. Great times. Um, 
So yeah, thanks for coming back again. Of course. Thank to, you for having me. Yeah, I want to have you on with um the second annual Kendrick Fest about to pop up. Yes. You know. Yes, I yes, to yes. talk to you a little bit about that. Um how well how was last year's? I know I like moved right before I know, um, you missed it. Yeah, I missed it. I'm a little sick. Uh, that's why I didn't um, want to tell you I was moving because I was like, I don't wanna I, no, I, hopefully, no. I was hoping I could still make it too. It didn't work. I out. can't be mad that, you know, people have life occurrences going on. But I think there was like a ton of weddings and you know, plenty of reasons people have for not being able to make it. Um, it's funny when people ask me how it was, I'm kind of like, I don't really know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Personally yeah. I was running around right, right, right. making sure things weren't falling apart. So I don't have like this is a great understanding of what the experience was like, mm-hmm. honestly. But I mean, I've had people come up to me and I always, I always say this. Someone came up to me and they were expressing that this was an event they went to that felt so explicitly black mm-hmm. and not in an overdone way or anything like that, but the way that it was curated was for black people. Mm-hmm. And it obviously was a black space. And not just, like, by de facto, but, like, really intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, which was the goal. Yeah. So, as far that, as I'm I, concerned, it went well. Mm-hmm. We I mean, I think that's any... something we talked about uh, yeah. last year when you were talking about what your, one of your goals for it was just, like, having a black space for people our age. Yeah, period. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I went to brunch with my partner. We went out to get breakfast the day after and we both sat down and we were like wow that actually went so smoothly mm. not that it was perfect but any any issue that we did face we were able to figure it out quickly um, efficiently effectively and in a way where no attendees actually you know knew what was going on mm-hmm. which I always say when people are throwing events I'm like we we definitely get stressed out about the little things because we envision it to look this certain way and we plan for this one thing. But at the end of the day, attendees don't know all that you have planned and if something is missing, it's not actually uh, detrimental to the experience. But I am extremely pleased with how it went last year. I was pleased to hear the things people had to say, even in the time between... You know, this past year, I've had people have been like, no, I've had conversations with other people and they consider Kindred to be an event of the mm-hmm. summer. And I'm like, that's crazy after one event. And I think it speaks to the brand that I'm trying to build and the experience that I'm trying to create. And I don't think it's something that we have. So... It feels right. The first time we talked and previously, it was kind of like I was talking about this thing that was going to happen. And to know it happened is a whole different side of it. So in the planning process, I've been like, I really throw a festival. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's cool. I'm very, I'm very, very proud of our first year and what Kindred I think is going to become. Yeah. I was about to say that, like, if nothing else the greatest testament to your success from last year is the fact that you're doing another one. You know what I mean? That's what someone else said to me. And I was like, talk about it because my, my pockets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but you're making a shake. And I mean, and that's, that's a real thing too. It's like, um, I, I feel like I thought about this with stuff I've thrown is 
you can't you can't outwardly panic straight up because they don't the people who are attending your event don't know what's going on if you don't tell them what's going on. You know what I mean? Right. So if you can mitigate that's why you keep everything a surprise. <laughs> that too. Keep everything also, a surprise. Also a very good point. So um I guess like quantitatively, mm. um, there there are more acts performing this year, right? Like you yes. Yeah. That is one of the things that I'm very, very happy about. And it was something that I was going back and forth on in the planning process often. Did I want to get another headliner or did I want to really stack the lineup? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's plenty of things that go into that factor. And I think that with festivals being something that we're still introducing into the Detroit market, mm-hmm. and we know that the Detroit market is tough in, to break into, and convince people that they need this offering that you're providing. That it's more effective to get buy-in by having what's like, you know, the network effect. Where if I have 23 artists and DJs now, you know, if each of those people bring 30 individuals in, I hit my break even. Mm -hmm. And it just, it financially makes more sense. And I think it reinforces the brand that I'm trying to build with Kindred and keeping in mind that I want the festival to be um, situated as a festival where you know up and coming talent is coming out of. Mm. And you want to go because you might not have heard them, but you know the Kindred lineup is always good and you want to see like who you should be listening to. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want Kindred to be. And even if it as it grows into a regional is my goal for next year. Hey. To have like, you know, Chicago, Toronto artists, other Midwest artists. Um, but even nationally, I still want it to be okay if you get put on the Kindred lineup, like you know, that's a good sign. To the mm-hmm. point where, you know, eventually A and R's and record labels should be at Kindred because they're trying to figure out, you know. You Who's know up next, yeah. Yeah, like a, a AAU tournament. Hey, that's that's a good. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I want it to be. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, I'm proud of you. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, I thought. I mean, just just from what I heard from, I mean, uh, Teen Cedric Hill uh, was a vendor last year. Yes, um, shout out sent, to y'all. Yeah, we sent a couple people, even though me and Donovan couldn't be there in person. Yeah, we heard, we heard all good things. So yeah, um, I I really am happy with how it felt it felt good it just felt good to be there which i think is an underappreciated value yeah 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 and i mean if you felt good and you were the one running it then that's really good you know what i mean yeah you're supposed you're supposed to be stressed out and the fact that you i was so don't don't no i mean uh-huh. i'm sure you were but like the fact <laughs> that you were able I to, wasn't. but i mean the fact you were able to go out the next day and be like that was cool you know what I mean? I feel like a yeah. lot of people probably would have needed like a couple weeks to come to that conclusion. I was so surprised. I was also very surprised. I thought that it would be over and I would feel accomplished and it would be like, oh, wow, I did that. And I was just like, how do we make next year better? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we talked about. <laughs> how do we make next year better? Um, I, I was jokingly said to someone like when the festival was like recently had passed. I was like, it kind of made me a monster. I'm like, I want more. I want bigger. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a, that's a positive thing. I don't, I mean, sure, it can be like, you can use your powers for bad or, or ill. <laughs> but I don't plan to. Of course. 
but it's something I'm very proud of and I'm very excited. And I feel like as the planning process for the second one has come about, I can see what it's going to become and I can more clearly envision how I hope it looks in 10 years. So I'm very, very happy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, and well, first off, before I forget, I want to uh, give you like a small, like jazz hands for that math you did on the, like, if you include more people and they bring more people in, then you like, that was impressive because I can't do that off the top of my head. Um, (laughs) First, second. um, So in the, in the increasing the acts you're having, were you able to, I guess, diversify? You said there are more DJs. Um, yeah. So it's definitely a way more diverse sound. I think there's at least five bands. We just added a harpist to the lineup. Which I, am I like saw super, that. That's I'm super, yeah. super excited about. Because I can just imagine sitting in the... Because when she goes, I'm going to be like, no, mm-mm. I'm is it, is in, it like traditional harp or is it, is it like trap harp? Or, I don't know. What the it's... it's it's more traditional, but it has R&B influence and, like, real jazz influence. Okay. So it's not, like, trap heart. Like, it's really beautiful yeah, heart yeah. playing. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've never heard of trap heart. That was just me kind of, like, trying to figure Wondering. out how, yeah. Yeah, how it would sound. Because, I mean, so one of my, um, one of my big cousins, um, I think he's my second cousin, but he plays the heart professionally. Okay. And he's, okay. like, mad dope. So when I saw that, like... I don't know. I always felt like Maurice was a unicorn. So anytime I see more people playing the harp, I'll be like, oh, that's more people play the harp. That's yeah. Nice. She's the only person I know who plays the harp. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, like you said, I wanted to be different sounds. So obviously we have a harp and again, and I, I do think that last year we had a variety of sound, but obviously as you add more people, there's just, you know, more opportunity for variety. And that was one of the biggest things for me. Um, I think I mentioned the last time we talked to that I'm gun ho about having it be 50 men, 50 women, like 50% mm. male and female, mm-hmm. just because I feel like so often you see a lineup and it's predominantly male or, pre- or predominantly female. Right. It's either predominantly male just because that's how the industry mm-hmm. is, or it's an event where it's um, a female event. Right. And I don't want that. I want everyone to feel represented in. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy about the lineup. There's so much good talent on it. I know I'm biased because I put it together, but I'm like, no. When you come and you're getting this back to back, I'm like very talented lineup. I mean, as somebody running a media entertainment enterprise, like I would hope you have an ear for good talent. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I think I do. One yeah. of my friends was like, "You should think about DJing." I was like, "Really?" It's like you obviously know how to, you know, curate a musical experience. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a good point. Not the worst idea. Not the worst idea. I might learn just to have it as a side skill. Yeah, I still want to learn. I felt like I can't get anybody to teach I feel me. like that's a good skill. Yeah, it is. A, it's a really good skill to have. To I feel be able like to DJ just, a little bit? Yeah. If, if you know how to work turntables for real. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. I enjoy, like, making playlists and shit, but I can't. I don't know how to work turntables. So what's up? Yeah. Get that in my repertoire, I'll be smooth. All right, so boom. My cousin Micah and my homegirl Aisha own and operate the Detroit Riot, a vintage to modern thrift store for those who want to stand out and make a statement. They just relaunched their website, and it is pretty fly, y'all. I'm actually looking at it right now on my phone as I'm talking, and I like it a lot. I might jack some of these design elements for what's too. Some of y'all didn't hear me say that, though. Um, They've actually used my ugly mug to model before, so actually big shout out to them for that. And um, if you haven't been to one of their pop-ups before and you're in the Detroit area, make sure you follow them on Instagram at the Detroit Riot, uh, all one word. And um, 
make sure you pay attention for details for those. But even if you're not in the Detroit area, go on their website, thedetroitriot.com, and see all their new gear and their statement pieces they're dropping. They used to drop monthly collections, but with um, the site relaunch and everything, it might be a little bit more frequent. So tap in, be alert, all that good stuff. That's on Instagram, at the Detroit Riot, and on their website, thedetroitriot.com. One more time, thedetroitriot.com. Much appreciated. Back to the show. So I, I sent you three things I wanted to talk about. You requested right. me like Eurostep this. I didn't really want to talk about it for real either. We don't, I mean, something. we don't have to Eurostep it. I'll just let you go. I'll let you go. No, so, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the political aspect of it was more frustrating to me. So, I, I let me just address it directly. So, the, the Tiny Jag um, controversy where I guess she yes. felt compelled to um, withdraw from from another festival that's happening in the city because... Mm-hmm. Afro Future Fest. Afro Future Fest uh, due to a, a race-based tier uh, pricing system. Um, right. Which I think most white allies would agree isn't problematic. But um, she felt it was. Right, that's the thing. Um, I think a lot of allies, I think if you're a good ally, it wouldn't have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. been off-putting to you. I think, because there's, there's, you know, non-people of color who I saw seem kind of offended by it. And I think that more times than not, it's almost like you just hate being called out for not being a person of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was an interesting situation and there's a lot of layers to it, in my opinion, because I don't have a problem with Jag's initial decision to remove herself from the festival. People mm-hmm. remove themselves from events for less than. And I get it if you have a, you do have, you know, a good non POC fan base that it can be alienating and you just want to stay mutual, for example. But I, I don't think it stayed mutual and the impacts that it had and the repercussions of her actions and the kind of media push around it. I mean, Afrofuture was facing death threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, the lack of acknowledgement of that is what really was the issue and kind of like stepping around it. It, it's just something as someone who's throwing a festival that's centered around blackness in our community that mm-hmm. didn't align. No, hundred percent. I agree. I, um, yeah, I, I guess what I, the reason I wanted to talk to you about it was just because, um, I mean, the correlation is clear how her dropping out of that festival would then lead to y'all agreeing for her not to do Kendrick, but it did just seem kind of like, I don't know. I, I didn't really quite know what hill she was trying to die on. And so, and honestly, that's why I don't get either. Because, you know what? So after I announced it, I think that day, I had I blocked at least 60 accounts on Twitter. Mm. Of just, you know, people who are obviously racist, just not making sense, just talking. Right. And I think <laughs> if, the, if the racists are angry, you're probably on the right side of things. Mm-hmm. 
that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how I how this wound up happening, but I was at work, and um, I I literally don't know how I ended up like googling it. But she was on Breitbart, and the the point at which you're on Breitbart, which is a website I don't end up on for obvious reasons, but it's like they are trolls to the nth degree, and so the fact they picked that up and the headline was something like a uh, biracial rapper drops out of black festival. Because whites are charged more, or something like that. Like that, that was a, a race baiting article, right? So the reason, yeah. That, and to know that, like, she was the face that was on the front of that kind of hurt my. Because we're from the same city, so it's like, I don't, yeah, it, I don't it's know. disappointing. I, I yeah. It's disappointing because, you know, I respect her and her camp, and it just was honestly like surprising. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, very surprising. Um, but you know, people um, make their decisions and we have to just move on. I think yeah. the worst part was that it was such a divisive topic mm-hmm. on Twitter because the black art scene in Detroit isn't huge. And the last thing we need is this huge polarizing issue. Mm-hmm. So that is more unfortunate, in my opinion, than anything. Yeah, I think she could have. I mean, I don't. I didn't begrudge her for dropping out if she really felt oh, that strongly all. about it. But not I really, I think she could have handled it. It could have been handled better, yeah. and it could have been handled on both ends better. Mm-hmm. Could have been handled on both ends better. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, yeah. God bless her. I don't even say yeah. God bless her. Kendra will be fine. Um. We have a harpist. Y'all have a harpist. <laughs> Y'all own. So y'all, cla- y'all classy, classy. Pinky's up. Okay, um, period. Period. Um, okay, so I didn't want to keep you too long. I wanted to keep it at like a half hour because when I put up okay. last night was like hour 15. And that shit's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Kindred Media, broadly defined, like the festival, what else do you want to yeah. do for the, the media company uh, this yeah. year next? So that is that is the big question. That is my question. I've been pondering for what feels like the past year, really. <laughs> I know the main thing I want to do is production, um, series, short films, full-length films, eventually. The goal, and I'm plotting with my friend, she's in L.A. now. I feel like every major music video that comes out, she's involved in. Mm-hmm. But eventually I'm going to buy a bunch of property. Just like in the hood and turn into like a huge production studio, like Tyler Perry Productions. Mm. Um, in-house everything. I see the vision. Yeah, in-house everything is kind of the goal. I did one event um, in the winter called A Groove, which I really liked and I enjoyed. And so I think for me, as it comes to like events and party festival type situation, my preference is really to have staple events um and then move out from there i definitely want to get involved more in the art scene a goal is i have, I have a lot of goals so when you say what's next for kindred media <laughs> i'm like wow a lot <laughs> um i guess so, okay break it down short term and then short term yeah so short term helping produce a web series with a colleague um is something that i'm going to be focusing on after the festival ends as well as working on a 
media platform. And more honestly, like a digital platform than a media platform, but will kind of go hand in hand. I'm not going to say too much because... I don't need anyone stealing it because it's actually yeah. a great idea. You know, I'll keep that shit close. I feel you. Yeah, I have to keep it close. Mm-hmm. Um, but between those, I'm like, that's really going to be my focus for the next year, working on the next festival. Oh, yeah, you got to start I, planning for three now because two's about to happen. So. Two, yeah, two's over. <laughs> <laughs> two's yeah. over pretty much, yeah, which is yeah. crazy. But those, those are the short-term goals. And then, again, the long-term goals are having an art gallery, having a production studio, putting out films, putting out series, really being a media hub. Mm-hmm. I think something I think about all the time was just where we're going with streaming. Mm. And there used to be, I can't, oh, yes. I was called, like, Black and Sexy TV. Mm-hmm. But... It was like subscription based and they had a bunch of black content. But it was really cool. And I was broke at the time, so I was like, I can't subscribe. <laughs> but I think it's interesting even like to put in consideration the idea of like having a streaming platform. Where right, if you're already creating streaming is a cost effective way to share. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be a long term goal. I eventually want to have, you know, a rock nation. Mm. where you're involved in like really every aspect of entertainment venues music sports film tv i want to do a little bit of everything and that's Mm. kindred media entertainment and not other things leah might do (laughs) true that and then the the fest can be like the the flagship event that like yes it's the flag that's literally what it is it's our like staple event yeah yeah i see the vision man I see it. If you so need copy, if you need a copywriter or a copy editor, once you no, but I do. You know what I'm saying? I need one right now. I mean, we'll we'll talk after we get off. Well, this. right. Um, Say that for later. Yeah, man. Um, well, that's all I had. Um, well, I'll go ahead and plug everything uh, real quick. Yes. So August 10th, Kindred Music and Culture Festival, the second annual, will be taking place at Roosevelt Park, which is the same place we had it last year. Yep. Tickets are on sale. There are still some early birds left. Um, those are 35 regular general mission is 45. You can buy tickets at www.kindredfestival.com. Sign up to be a volunteer, sign up to be a vendor. Just get all the information. I am very confident that this is going to be a staple event for the summer and kind of like the, I I'm calling it what I think will be the exclamation point of the summer, you know, mm-hmm. August so I'm like, okay, here we go. Because one thing I did strategically was move it up a week from when it was last year because I had a lot of college kids like, I wanted to come, mm-hmm. but it was just, mm-hmm. you know, I like just left. I yeah. just left. Yeah. So, it is that time of year. Yeah. yeah, it's that time of year where we kind of transition into a different mindset. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's, it's going to be really good. We have some really cool activations. I'm very excited. Yeah, I see, I see you got the yoga popping now. Like, so, so yes. much is happening at the, at the fest. Yeah. Y'all go get stressed out before you get started. Get hydrated. Right. Yeah. Um, catch all the acts. Will he, will he perform it last? I, do I need to sign a petition to get Willie to perform last? I don't know how this works. He has a great spot. Okay. As long as he's in the prime spot, that's all I care mm-hmm. about. All right. Are man. you going to be here? Are you going to be here? That's the question. 
I'm gonna see what right. I can make shake. I'm gonna see what I can make him request. See, that's the thing is like if I know where he's performing, I might just like pop up. Like, hey, okay, yeah, I think I was pop up then. Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna make it, but um, we'll yeah, uh, review if you show up or not. We will, we will. Um, okay, we August can have 10th. a debrief episode if you come. We can while I'm at home. <laughs> I don't want to stress you out though because I know you're still gonna be running around. I don't want to be like Leah. I need you to like. It's it's the after really isn't that bad. Mm. I mean, you just gotta pay people. Yeah, but that's that can be that can be stressful though. I mean, trust me, it is. But you can move past it. (laughs) You can work through it. Fair enough. Okay, August tenth. August tenth. Kendrick Fest. Yes. Um, Willie Mac Jr. Who else? Mona Lee's. Um, William Mac Jr., Super Cool Wicked, Super cool Wicked. Mona Lisa, yeah. Charity, Daniel Hex, Curtis Roach, Phil Swish, Milsey, Lana LaDonna, Ayanna Love, Culture, Knowledge the Kid, Izzy Faye, Chan Like Jackie. I want to hear Chan Like Jackie just because I fuck with the name. I got to like. Yeah. No, That's she's cool. I've seen her perform like recently, like since the festival announcement. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh no, like I'm coming with some shit." Hey. And that's honestly super hype. Most artists have been like, "Oh no, like I'm coming with some shit." I'm like, "Hype, bring it on!" It. Yeah, it. yeah. Um. All right. Now, now you can challenge me. I feel like I got to figure out a way to pull up. Yeah, you got to. I got to figure it out. My money was tight, and now it's not so tight no more. So I might be. I feel that. So, all right, man. Thanks again for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good luck. Even though you don't need it, it'll go smoothly. I appreciate the good luck. Yeah. It will be needed at some point. Oh, God. Even if it's just for my sanity. All right. And we and we will uh, debrief after. We will debrief. Cool. <laughs> all, all right. Well, man. thank you for having me. No problem. All right, man. All right. Okay, cool. Thanks to Leah for hopping on the phone one time. Uh, shout out to Willie. I don't know if... Y'all heard him early on in the episode, but if you listen back and happen to hear a baritone voicemail ordering what sounds to be a pizza with a lot of toppings, that was him. Um, but yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to go to Kendra Festival. Shout out to Kendra Festival. Go to KendraFestival.com to get your tickets ASAP. After we got off the phone, actually, I approached Ms. Hill with an idea for a collaboration during the festival that she sounded fairly amenable to. So uh, going to get that in motion. Hopefully I had that to announce. Uh, part four of the Albums of the Decade project coming end of the week. And, well, who's some consulting news coming middle of next week. So, yeah, getting to work, man. But let me start editing part four of the Albums of the Decade project so I can get that to y'all. Um, see y'all Friday at the latest. I'm Detroit zone, blessed and it owns my love And everything I am is what Detroit once was I'm Detroit zone